Brenna. Hi, Maureen. <laughs> Five seconds before we started, Hava was like, let me just shove my body um, onto your microphone. Thanks, Hob. Oh, that's really useful. Yeah. He's really smart. He just wants to be best boy. He's, he's, he's a very difficult intern. I've been training him for almost eight months now. <laughs> Actually, no, eight months. Since today's the 25th. You're eight months old today, bud. Come here. Yeah. You want to wow. say? Okay, no, he's just. Are you going in that basket? Okay, he's in the basket under my desk. Eight whole Eight. moons. It's going to be a while soon. Ha ha ha. Anyway, I I went to some bookstores the other day. No, nice. because I'm the worst. No. Um. Well, I just mean that I'm like moving again, so I probably like <laughs> shouldn't bring more books. The top, the boxes of books that I already have. But you oh, know me. Yeah, I know you. <laughs> I'm, I'm, right now I'm using a book that I want to buy as a carrot on a stick for my work. I'm like, if you get this much oh, done, nice. you can ha- you can buy that book. So, I've been very Ooh. good. I haven't just bought it yet. No, I went to the last bookstore, downtown LA. It's a pretty, like, famous bookstore. It's super cool. And I'm really glad that I got to go there before I left. And I did get two hardcover Warrior Cats books that I don't have. Ah! I mean, I have the books already, but I don't have them hardcover original covers. So now I do. The folks want to know which ones. What? The (laughs) folks want to know which ones. Oh, oh, oh. They were two from Dawn of the Clans. Um, Two of the books from Dawn of the Clans. I believe books four and five of Dawn of the Clans. All right. Well, good job collecting those. I'm still working on uh, reading through the books I own, so I probably shouldn't buy a new one either. But this carrot on the stick method has been very, uh, very productive, I would say. I have so many books that I haven't read. (laughs) I'm the worst. I've narrowed it down to 22, 21. So. Oh, wow. That's that's good. I've been... It's like a little bit of a challenge, because some of them I'm just like, why do I even own this? <laughs> well, then I guess you put it in a little library. Well, no, that's what a lot of them I've, I've donated if I yeah. read them. But some of them I'm just like, where did I get this? And I'm like, where did I, like, even find, where did you come from? How did you appear on my shelf? I love owning books, so I just, like, collect them. And you're just like, mm, oh, yeah, yum, all these books. Yeah. Well, like a, a lot of mine, I'm like, wow, I am, I'm like crappy for not reading this earlier. Like I had a signed copy of March from Nate Powell I hadn't read yet. <laughs> I had a signed copy of Raised on Ritalin I hadn't read. And I was just like, God, I, ooh, sorry, guys. Like I have these really nice books that I didn't read for years. And then I opened them up and see I had them signed by the literal artist or author. And I'm like, ooh. But yeah, so reading. We This is a book about reading. We love to read. This is a podcast about <laughs> books. And even though I don't read these books, I do like to read. Gosh, I love books. Oh, I love books. Read, everybody. It's great for you. Yeah. Because I'm Ember Heart. And I'm Tangle Tongue. And this is Warrior Cats. What is that? Sorry, there was a fly. That's why I did like that weird. I, like, I didn't question it at all. I was like, oh, we're karate chopping when we're introducing ourselves now? Cool. Um, we should let everyone know that you're feeling slightly better. Oh, yeah. You don't need to, like, the power of don't. prescription drugs. Okay, I was like, don't. Namely, super ibuprofen and muscle relaxants. I'm feeling much, much better comparatively like day by day it was getting better and i wouldn't have gone to the doctors except that i'm like i'm moving and i need to move things <laughs> so yeah yeah being so able to like actually actively pain. move though can also help with muscle pain yeah i mean i haven't moved anything yet so 
so, I'm gonna have a friend come and move my giant boxes of books. <laughs> last time, last episode, we we really did we I didn't realize until I re-listened it to edit that three days like three to four days passed. Like they're like we just we mm. walked for three days. And I was like, did they? Um and they did. <laughs> and I was like, wow, we've actually been gone for quite a bit. Um and yeah. we just kind of went through it was it was mainly them figuring out that two legs are worse than what they they have monsters that don't go on roads they have uh horses and dogs and cows oh my the cows and sheep are are okay the horses might mess you up um and the dogs will mess you up um yeah, it's a scary world outside the clan territories. It is. I, I think my favorite part is, like, they're like, the monsters can't go off the, the thunder path. That's not, that's not allowed. And I was like, man, uh, man, rural uh cats in, like, Minnesota, Wisconsin have a totally different thing. They're like ATVs, snowmobiles. Monsters don't give <laughs> a crap about, ro- like, roads. The roads are made up. Like the thunder path, <laughs> funny. We know what uh, cars are called here in Minnesota in the in the wilderness, like uh, because we are wildcats that need to live. <laughs> Can you please stop trying to get into that box and being the noisiest little boy possible? He's like, no, Mama, I'm noisy. My Philip keeps calling him fat, but I'm like, he needs to keep eating. Because he's he's a growing boy. I, know. I think he's going through a growth spurt because not just because he's kind of chunky right now, but because he keeps eating more and more. Like this morning, I got up at like six and no, I got up before five, fed him, and then I wake up to him like aggressively grooming my arm. Like he licked from my elbow up to my wrist, and I was just like, okay. I wasn't stopping it because, like, he wasn't biting me. I was just like, all right, mm-hmm. like, he's grooming me. It's a sign of affection. Like, you know, it, it can, and I was like, I'll let him do this. Okay, you gotta, yep, you're done. You're going to my room, actually. <laughs> naughty, naughty. <laughs> As I was saying, he, he woke me up this morning because he just was bathing me in love. And I got up and he was, like, chirping at me. And I was like, what? And his food bowl was almost empty again. I was like... He already had breakfast, and I, since he's a kid. But what about second breakfast? <laughs> Pretty much, and, and that's the second time in, a, in, like, two weeks he's done that, where he's just eating his food. He is a hobbit. So, yeah. <laughs> so I, I, I put more in because, you know, kittens, they should be free-fed. Um, and the only reason I even really have meal times for him is uh, his older brother will eat all his food. Uh, so I have yes. to put it away whenever older older bro yes. is around because older bro is like ooh, kitten food do not mind if i do so i'm gonna have the runs yeah well yeah and the same thing with hobbit if, if uh his older brother's food is out hobbit's like i'm gonna eat that and also destroy my bowels <sighs> oh disasters yeah all right ready yeah we're back with our girl. We're yeah, back with the girl. Back at the clan, because uh, yeah, everyone in Thunder clan. clan is finally putting two plus two together and realizing, oh my god, they didn't just like walk away for a couple days. They're gone, gone. <laughs> I cannot like. I just, I, I'm just want to. I know we're about to get into it, but okay. I just want to imagine the goss of everyone being like, they're not. They're not. Together, they hate each other. Like it's very much the Pride and Prejudice ending, where he's like, where the dad's like, I, I thought you hated him though, and and she's like, oh, I did, but like now I love him, and everyone's just like, oh, all right, like you're smart, you know I love an enemies to lovers. Oh, I do too. I love it, but I, it's I, my but it's, number one absolute favorite. Hello, Gideon the Ninth. But it's so much. Go on. Oh, God. <laughs> But it's so much, it's also, the one of the parts about it that's so appealing is when the other characters, the ones who, like, saw it coming, because they saw the tension, mm-hmm. versus the ones that were like, wait, wait, hang on. Cloudtail knows what's up. Cloudtail sees it coming. Oh, yeah. Cloudtail, because yeah. Cloudtail is, 
it's it's he has that that jerk sense where he <laughs> he can he can be a jerk. So you know, I bet the other person who saw it coming was uh, her uh, mentor. Oh yeah, Dust Pelt's like, I don't have time for this because they know when you are annoying to someone, it means you secretly love them. Like not always. Oh yeah, but like for them. <laughs> They, bo- they oh, both that, secretly yeah. love Firestar. <laughs> yeah, that's their love language right there. Mm-hmm. So Cinderpelt tells Leafpaw that they are out of Celandine and that she should go collect more. What is Celandine? That herb has not been mentioned. It's an herb. It hasn't. I don't know if it's ever mentioned again. All right. Hang on. How do you spell it? Oh, it's a type of poppy. Okay cool wait a second it's mainly found in north america and ontario uh nothing is real okay okay hang on let's see if i can figure out (laughs) there's a whole uh page on it on the wisconsin horticulture uh wisconsin madison (laughs) thank goodness um of course it's all about flowers okay it's a yellow poppy um Oh, it is native to Europe and North Africa, and it is oh, in, it okay. is invasive to all of the U.S. So, uh, war- warrior cats come and take as much as you want. Um, oh, and Native what? Americans. Okay, so it was taught. Ta- wait, if Native Americans used it. Huh. Uh, also, it's toxic to mammals, so... Well, yeah, most of these things would kill a cat. Anyway, but Native Americans did use it for dye and paint. Cool. And also, another thing is saying it's a native wildflower in Missouri. So I don't know. Apparently, it's invasive and also not invasive. Anyways, you ready? Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> We're one bullet point in. <laughs> Alright, so Leafpaw is finishing a cell for Speckletail, but Cinderpelt says she'll go check on her herself, um, since Speckletail's joints have been aching so badly since the weather turned damp. Ugh. Cinderpelt tells Leafpaw to take a warrior with her, because the best celandine grows near four trees along the River Clan border. And River Clan isn't happy with Wind Clan still coming to drink by the river. Still? Leafpaw asks. There's been so much rain, they must have water on their own territory by now. Damn, damn. A dam's been built. A dam's been built. A dam's been built. <laughs> well, Leafpaw pushes the thought aside that Quarrel has nothing to do with Thunder Clan. And besides, her anxiety is solely reserved. For Squirrelpaw and Brambleclaw. You know, the next gathering, if the, um, if the leaders decide to share that a couple of their warriors and apprentice went missing, it's gonna be hilarious to watch, uh, the Thunderclan be like, oh, they didn't just run away together. They, wait, they ran away with others? Wait a second. And then all of the, all of the warriors together using their combined brain cells to be like, their combined brain cell. Yeah, to be like, wait a second. Did we all have like at least one or two cats missing? Do it's a poly? Like a poly thing? <laughs> Maybe? Well no no there's no siblings. because there's a lot of siblings yeah. in there. Yeah, no, that's exactly why. Like they're like, wait, no. Well maybe they all It's mostly siblings. Maybe they're like, okay, okay, it's not a poly thing. Maybe it's... Oh my god, they're not gonna make their own clan, it's are It's two they? sets. It's Feathertail, Tawny Pelt, and Squirrelpaw, and then it's uh, Stormfur, Crowpaw, and Brambleclaw. Yeah, then they all are like, oh my god, they're running off to make their own clan, because they're all half-clan cats. And then every other half-clan cat's like, well, I'm not gone. And everyone's like, shut up, no one knows about you yet. <laughs> Crowpaw's not half-clan, and neither Squirrelpaw. Yeah, but, uh... You know, there's always defectors. <laughs> Just random. Well, it has been four days since they left. 
she can sense that her sister is alive, but Leafpaw knows nothing else. Hmm. Leafpaw finds Sorrel Tail by the fresh kill pile, finishing a bowl. Leafpaw grabs herself a mouse and asks the warrior if she's busy this morning. She says she isn't, so Leafpaw asks if she'd accompany her by the river clan border. Okay. Sorrel Tail springs to her paws in excitement. Yes! In case WindClan strays into our territory, just let them try. I like your spunk, Sorrel Tail. Who's ready to fight? She's perfect. She's like, I'm, I'm ready to Leaf throw Paul down laughs. anytime. Leafpaw laughs and quickly finishes her mouse. As they approach the tunnel, Firestar appeared, followed by Brackenfur and Rain Whisker. Her father's head was down and his tail drooped. Oh no! Sad Firestar! Even his flame-colored pelt seemed dull. Okay, that's a little far, but... <laughs> Leafpaw ached for him. Nothing, Sorreltail asks quietly. Firestar shakes his head, not a trace. Yeah, Brackenfur says they must have left the territory ages ago. He doesn't think that there's any point sending out more patrols to look for them. Firestar says he's right. They're in the paws of Star Clan now. They're the. This is probably like double sad for him because like his daughter and also uh, his son. His yeah. Okay, don't say that. But like, well, his adoptive son still a little weird we always call we always call mentors and apprentices this yeah well basically his two his two kidlets that are not biologically related and were not raised together ran off so he's just like wow i really messed up big time oh leaf pie you're still here dad dad did an okay job with one right and she's like yeah Oh, Cinderpelt's like only because I raised her, and he's like, I did an okay job with a, uh, uh, wait, where is he? And and then his nephew comes up and is just like, Nah, you didn't do just a good totally job. Dunks on him. Yeah, he's like, You didn't do a good job, and his wife is just like, Dude. As Leafpaw presses a muzzle to her father's side, and he brushes a tail over her ears before walking past them to meet Sandstorm. Leafpaw feels unbearably guilty for all the secrets she's keeping, especially knowing that Squirrelpaw is safe. The leaves above are red and dying as Leafpaw seemed to have taken over the forest. Leafpaw and Sorreltail head towards four trees. Leafpaw purrs as Sorreltail bounds ahead to investigate every bush and hollow. <laughs> I love her! If anything happens, I know something will happen. I swear to God. Well, there's no sign of her old shoulder injury in her movement. So she's like, A-okay. Huzzah. They find huge clumps of celandine just where Cinderpelt said they would. And Leafpaw starts gathering the herb while Sorreltail looks out over the slope. Come look at this, she says. Leafpaw goes to her and sees WindClan drinking by the river. Tallstar and One Whisker are among them. Alright, so literally Tallstar's like, yeah, this this has my permission. They are still drinking by the river, Leafpaw exclaimed. And look, Sorreltail points toward the River Clan patrol. It looks like there might be trouble. This <laughs> River Clan showing up like snapping like it's a West Side Story. They're like, hey, we told you guys, the water's back, get out of here. I don't know why they're also southern west tide sword that does not work well mistyfoot is at the head of the patrol and she has hawk frost and a black tom with her yeah mistyfoot mistyfoot calls she's she's not about to take this lying down she's like get the heck out of our here mistyfoot calls out something but they are too far away to hear her sorreltail says she wishes they could get closer (laughs) so He's like, I love a little bit of gas. That has nothing to do with us. This has nothing to do with us. This is so amazing. It usually has something to do with us. Leafpaw says nervously that crossing the border would be a bad idea. Oh, yeah. Sorreltail says she knows, but it looks like it could be interesting. (laughs) 
Mistyfoot's fur is bristling, and Tallstar goes to talk to her. Hawkfrost says something urgently to Mistyfoot, but the deputy shakes her head, and Hawkfrost takes a step back, looking angry. Windclan eventually starts to leave, but because they were finished, not because of anything Mistyfoot had said. The Windclan cats hissed at the Riverclan cats as they passed. Like, okay, that's not very, um, gracious. Yeah, I, what the heck, you guys? You're not supposed to make it worse. Mistyfoot is doing all she could to hold her clanmates back. They were badly outnumbered in their own territory. Mistyfoot takes her patrol beside the river, and Leafpaw calls out a greeting. Mistyfoot hesitates, then turns to join them at the border. She greets Leafpaw and asks how the prey is running. Leafpaw says it's running fine, and shoots Sorreltail a warning glance to not mention what they just witnessed. Yep, just like, be real chill, be real chill. Leafpaw asks if everything is well in RiverClan. Mistyfoot says... Everything is fine, except... <laughs> Have they seen anything of Feathertail and Stormfur? Oh, no! They disappeared four days ago, and no one has seen them since. And Sorreltail's like, wait, we had... Wait. Rambleclaw has a boyfriend and a girlfriend in a different clan? And, and no. Leafpaw's like, you're not even gonna count my sister? What? Oh, right. She's missing, too. Yeah, my sister's missing. Sorreltail. I don't know why, but I've decided Sorreltail is a a big, buff, dumb jock girl. And isn't she just perfect? I love it. Hawkfrost adds they tracked them to four trees, but obviously can't go into another clan's territory to search. Hawkfrost dips his head in greeting to Leafpaw and Sorreltail. He's a powerful tabby with a glossy dark pelt. For a heartbeat, Leafpaw thinks that he reminds her of a cat that she's seen before. But no other cat in the forest has the same icy, piercing blue eyes. Okay. Uh, why are we always Leafpaw focused asks, on Hawkfrost's eyes? Like, is he really just a Bashonin character? All I can see is just his hair so is, like, striking. flowing, and he's just, like, looking at you, and the, there's... They're like, where did these cherry blossoms come from? They're not even, there's not even planted around here. Also, the sun's shining perfectly on him. It's getting colder. Leafpaw asks if Feathertail and Stormfur have left RiverClan. Mistyfoot looks troubled and says, yes. They had thought maybe they'd gone to ThunderClan to be with their father. Leafpaw shakes her head. They haven't seen them. And then Sorreltail exclaims that they lost cats too. Oh, also four days ago. <laughs> Man, when when asks who when I said they will rub their two brain cells together, I didn't realize it was gonna happen right here, right yeah. now. I thought it was gonna be like gathering, but no. Oh, good job, Sorreltail. Well, Leafpaw winces. She kind of wished that Sorreltail hadn't just blurted that out, but it's too late now. She says, Brambleclaw and Squirrelpaw. Mistyfoot asks if something's taking them away, like a predator. Leafpaw says she's sure that that didn't happen. There would have been traces if that were the case, and they have found none. Mistyfoot looks doubtful, but Sorreltail brightens. She says maybe they all left together. <laughs> Mistyfoot looks confused. <laughs> I can't believe Sorreltail! You know what? Take it back. She's not dumb. She doesn't realize how smart she is. Yes. But she says she knows Feathertail and Stormfur sometimes felt that RiverClan blamed them for having a father in ThunderClan. Although, note, in the actual text it says for having a thunder uh, a father in RiverClan, which is wrong. Yeah. He's not there anymore. Well, can you blame um, him? He switched sides so many times. Right? Where, where's our dad? We where's our dad? Know. He was with us. He wasn't with us. He's with, is he with his boyfriend? Or by mom's grave? Like. And Brambleclaw had to bear the burden of being Tigerclaw's son. 
But what reason would Squirrelpaw have to leave? Leafpaw thought about the fire and tiger prophecy. Squirrelpaw had no knowledge of it herself, only what must have seemed like unfair criticism from their father. She left because of Brambleclaw's prophecy, but Leafpaw can't mention either of them. Hawkfrost suggests that maybe the other clans lost cats too. True, says Mistyfoot. It'll be easy for them to ask WindClan, but no one will be speaking with ShadowClan until the next gathering. Leafpaw points out that it's not far away. And Sorreltail boldly asks if she's sure they'll be able to easily speak with WindClan. <laughs> Mistyfoot takes a step back, suddenly taller with eyes like cold fire. She had gone from anxiously sharing her worries with Leafpaw to the RiverClan deputy again. She hisses that she supposes they saw what happened. Tallstar has broken the spirit of the agreement he made with Leopardstar. Hawkfrost says they should drive him off. Oh, okay. Ooh, Mistyfoot says aggressive. he knows that Leopardstar has forbidden it. It sounded like they had had this argument before. <laughs> but the RiverClan leader would keep her word no matter what WindClan did. Hawkfrost bows his head in agreement, but Leafpaw sees him flexing his claws. Forest-born or not, he was growing into a formidable warrior, and Leafpaw reflects that he's as exceptional in his own way as his sister Mothwing is. Girl. <laughs> she's like looking at a handsome young man and she's gonna only think of, like, Sorreltail's like, okay. Like, I can, I, I've decided Sorreltail can read her thoughts, too. And she's like, what am I, minced meat? I'm right here. Leafpaw tells him to say hello to Mothwing for her. And she also dropped some of the Selendine at his paws and said she might like to have them. It's very so nice. Uses them. Hmm? I said that's very kind. Well, Cinderpelt uses them for cats with weak eyes. And it grows better on their side of the border. Hawkfrost thanks her. Mistyfoot says they should be going. She tells Leafpaw to tell Firestar about Stormfur and Feathertail and to ask him to let her know if he hears anything. Guilt sweeps over her as she watches them retreat. She is holding the secret of two prophecies, yet even that isn't enough for her to know anything. Starkland hadn't decided to share the destiny of the forest with her, and she doesn't feel as if the full moon is going to shed any more light on the mysteries. Wanna hit me with a cat fact? Yeah! Alright. <laughs> I don't know why I said so aggressively. But, alright. So, like I said last time, we're gonna be talking about She-Ra and specifically Ooh. I can you guess who we're gonna be talking about? Catra? We are going to be talking about Catra. Um, Yay! And like, as mentioned last time, so, uh, She-Ra was originally a 1980s uh, animation that has been recently re revived. Um, and even before She-Ra, there was He-Man, which is, it's all spin-offs of spin-offs of spin-offs. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, <sighs> uh, I'm actually going to start with the new um, series, because uh, okay. there's less there, surprisingly. Um, so in the new series, um, She-Ra uh, and Catra uh, both grow up um, on the same uh, planet, basically, and they are considered um, to. Sorry, no, I was just I was losing. Etheria. Yes. Okay. So they're both they're both raised on Etheria, and sorry, I was blanking on that and. They're both... oh, it's okay, it's okay, but you can ask me, Brenna. I know all. <laughs> and they're both considered Aetherians. Uh, despite the fact that Catra literally has ears and a tail. Um, like, cat ears and a tail and cat-like abilities. Um, here's the thing. They never explain why. They don't... Yeah, I mean, basically, like, the whole world is just populated with all different kinds of folks. Yeah, no, and they, but they don't, like, say what specifically, No, you know, they just never get into it. They're just like, this is a cat lady. 
Um, so yeah, that's the new series, uh, Done and Dusted. The old series. So, in the 1980s, <laughs> uh, Catra's a la- just a human. Uh, so the Catra's a human with a magical headband. Yeah, that was stolen from the queen of the Magicats. And that's what uh-huh. gives her all of her abilities, cat-like abilities. So in reality, Catra in the old series is just like a regular lady, just an evil lady with a magical cat headband. So we're actually going to talk about the Magicats. Because <laughs> um, they are actually the cat race. <laughs> um, and I, I was... I was like, oh, like, the Magic Cats will probably, like, show up and in the new series. And then I looked it up and I was like, oh, they don't really. No. So they are they are a feline, uh, um, feline species that actually uh, live underground in Etheria in the old series. And um, the queen, surprisingly, she's, like, uh, on all fours. Uh and the but the other folks like the other like magic cat folks are uh, bipedal, so it's it's a little bit of mm-hmm. a maybe be a, a Khajiit rule like some folks are more um, feline and some are more humanoid, but they all kind of just look like yeah. kind of gray blue panthers, um, and they basically when the horde came to uh, Etheria to take over the magic cat and all of her people. They fled underground and created the city of Half Moon um, when, like, bad stuff started happening on the surface. And she yeah. was the last to kind of, like, go look outside to go and rescue more of her magic cats. And that's when she got captured. Her headband was stolen, her, like, crown. And that's uh, how uh, Catra got her abilities in the original series. Can't Catra turn into a cat in the original? Yeah, that is because... She can take, like, a panther form? That is the headband. Okay, it's, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. It is yeah. all the headband. The headband is literally... Well, yeah, you just didn't mention the turns into a cat. I, w- I was, yeah, I was gonna get into it. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was, when I was gonna talk a little bit more about the, the, um, the magic cat queen, because there is a point okay. where She-Ra and the, uh, her friends help her, and she looks a bit like a panther, but she's more blue-colored. And I was going to say, it. she kind of looks similar to what uh, Catra transforms into when she transforms into a panther in the, new se- or the, um, the old series. Um, a little bit, uh, something that's interesting, because uh, it sounds a little bit like warriors. Um, the Magicat, uh, like, uh, guards uh, soldier folk. Um they have mm-hmm. special special laser swords that they call bright paws, which I was oh. like, "Oh, bright paw! That's like a warrior bright name." Paw. And they they are even though they're swords, um, apparently they also throw them. Um, and uh, fun fact: there's a magic cat who's possibly an ancestor named Saz because they exclaim by the whiskers of Saz, which I thought. Like oh, we adorable. we need that in more cats. Like by the whiskers of Star Clan. Like we need more exclamations like that. Um, they start doing some exclamations in later books, <laughs> but not nothing as cool as that. Just like little sayings that you're like, oh, okay, they say that now. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Go on. Uh, I was also gonna say in the old series. Uh, at one point, um. Uh, Catra does uh, when she <laughs> discovers the Half Moon series city. Um, she uh, pretends to be the queen with her uh, magical crown. Oh. So everyone's like, "Oh, cool! The queen's oh. finally back after being uh, kidnapped." And uh, luckily, Shira was also underground <laughs> at that. <laughs> we don't know, but she was just underground at the same time and uh, solved it. Yeah. Um, and I don't believe uh the catra ever gives back the crown apparent like the the magic cat queen doesn't really need it um to do ah. well I'll, she doesn't need to be a queen but i don't believe she ever gets that back so catra keeps her uh <sighs> stolen cat powers so that's a little rude a little rude um but 
<laughs> I mean, it, it seems that she's, uh, I think they only had one episode where the magic cats were really explored. Um, yeah, and, that makes sense. And uh, at some point there is um, like a, a point where he, uh, she is rescued uh, by another magic That's cat. That's good. Named Percival. So you just, he, he, oh. he, uh, and, uh, also all magic cats are magical. So they have inherent magical abilities. Oh God. So don't know why specifically the crown was so important. Maybe like the spirits of dead magic cat queens was in it or something. They don't really get into it. That's my fan theory. Um, and that's why it could be given to like a human. Um, I just thought it was funny when I was researching it, uh, like the species, they're like, oh, this is an Ethereum, they're whole, or uh, they're a human, they're from Etheria, and then Magic Cats. And I went to catch her, and I was like, I expect you to see, like, Magic Cat, like, human. And I was like, nope, just human. I was like, wait. <laughs> I mean, I think she's, like, kind of supposed to be Magic Cat. No. I mean, she I is, think that's, no? She's just a lady. <laughs> I. <laughs> oh, 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 I'm sorry. I think the, uh, uh, new version is, but yeah. Oh, no, yeah, no, cat, no. Just the lady. Yeah, no, I'm, yeah. I'm, in the old one, she is just. Yeah, she's just, she is just a lady, a person. She's just a person, and a thief. And that's she's a thief. In, in the comics, I don't know. There were comics afterwards in the 1980s. I don't know if they get into her backstory at all. But um, also, I don't think they're gay enough for me to try, check them out. So, <laughs> yeah, and and plus, like, they're yeah, and and Catra is, and I like her new design a lot better. Oh, I forgot to point out, she does have a tail in the old one as well. Um, that come with her crown? Or is it a fake one? Is it a costume tail? She just kind of looked the part. It, I, I think it might be part of the costume because, like, her outfit's kind of like a, 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 it's basically like a bathing suit and there's some black fur coming out the bottom that matches. <laughs> I'm, like, looking at it right now and I don't really know where the tail comes from. <laughs> And I know if I well, let's Google Catra. He man, yeah. See, and then some, and then some. She doesn't have her tail, so I think it might just be for pizzazz. Ah, uh, that makes sense. Yeah, and actually, That's her weird. her her uh like panther form does look a lot like the uh, Magic Cat Queen. They both have weird armor. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, and in the in the new series, they kind of pay homage to that yes they do pay uh, yeah they do uh they do mention the magic cats and like the past in but yeah so that is um the magic cats catra both once human now actually cat lady (laughs) as it's an improvement it's an improvement they're like actually we're just gonna make her a full-on cat lady (laughs) I'm the cat lady, so where's my buff jock girlfriend? <laughs> it's sun high when her and Sorrel Tail return with their celandine. They head to Fire Star's Den to report what River Clan told them. The clearing is full of cats enjoying the last heat of an early leaf fall. Spider Paw and White Paw are sprawled out in the shade. Cloudtail and Brightheart are sharing their tongues in the sun. And Ferncloud and Dustpelt are outside the nursery, watching their kids play together. Leafpaw feels a wave of sadness. It's almost as if Brambleclaw and Squirrelpaw had never been part of ThunderClan. Oh, okay. That feeling ebbed. <laughs> that feeling ebbed as she enters her father's den. He's curled up with Graystripe sitting next to him. And the anxiety in both of their eyes assures Leafpaw that her sister and Brambleclaw had not been forgotten. Sorreltail tells them about their encounter with Mistyfoot. Okay. And Graystripe leaps to his paws. Oh, he's his. <laughs> these are his kids now. No, I know, I know. I, that's why I'm All so, of our kids are gone. He's like, wait a second. Wait a second, my kids are missing? And and he's like, do you think they ran off together? And and, and Firestar's like, that's not the point here. I know we want to be in-laws no matter what, but that is not the point. That is, that's, it's, yes, that's been our secret plan for all these years, but it's not the point. 
where he says that if a fox has taken him, he'll track it down and flay it. Firestar stayed in his nest, but his claws were unsheathed, as if sinking them into the pelt of whatever could have taken his daughter. <laughs> but Leafpaw reminds them that there's no sign of anything taking them. And she says Feathertail and Stormfur must have gone with Brambleclaw and Squirrelpaw. And that suggests a reason for them leaving. And she's desperately trying to think about how much information she can get away well, yeah. with leaving to these anxious dads without revealing too much. I mean, she's doing pretty good. Like, uh, it sounds, everything she's saying right now sounds very medicine catty. Well, Firestar, she says hesitantly, he knows how close she is to Squirrelpaw. Sometimes she can tell what Squirrelpaw is doing. Oh, we're just gonna. When she's very far away. It's like, uh, wait, you actually have it the twin thing? Oh! Well, Firestar's eyes widened. He'd known they were close, but this seemed impossible. Leafpaw told him it's true, she promises, and that StarClan gave her a vision of the Moonstone and Squirrelpaw. She was safe, and there were other cats with her. She assures her father that Squirrelpaw is alive, and the other cats that are gone are probably with her. Four cats together will be safer than two. Firestar blinks and says, may StarClan grant that she is right. Greystripe's eyes remained fearful and anxious. He said if that's true, why would they leave without telling them? Sorreltail adds that they think the other clans may have lost cats. They should ask them. Perhaps, Firestar says. Leafpaw can see how hard he's struggling to sound decisive act like a clan leader instead of a desperately worried father. The next gathering is only a few days away. Her and Sorreltail leave the den, and Leafpaw feels the burden of her knowledge more than ever. She's the only cat who knew of the, both of the prophecies, the only one who knew what they both said. But she's only an apprentice. It's only an accident that she knows either of them. She finds it hard to sleep that night. And when she does finally fall asleep, she finds herself in a dim place, racing, panic-stricken among the trunkless, shadowy trees. Squirrelpaw! Squirrelpaw! She gasps. No! What? <laughs> She's answered only by the hoofs of an owl and the bark of a fox. Death panted at her paws, and Leafpaw knew there was no escape. You guys were fine last time we left you. Oh, this I hate that they keep doing the switcheroo. Of, of, I mean, it makes sense that the folks on, like, on the danger security are in constant danger. But they keep doing these rude, rude uh, cliffhangers. I mean, they're not really cliffhangers if you continue to read the book. But we're making them cliffhangers. Well, don't worry. Oh, whew. Brambleclaw is running panic-stricken through the trees. <laughs> A dog is at their paws. Oh no! They're being chased by a dog. Should have known. StarClan, help us! Feathertail gasped beside him. The others were ahead of them, and he tells her to dodge and try to lose it. Brambleclaw hears a two-leg shouting and loses sight of the dog. He slows. It must have gone back to his two-leg. Then he hears it again, uh -oh. and it shoots out from behind a fallen tree. Ah! He flees through the trees. He's confused by fear and remembers how Firestar had led the dogs off the edge of the gorge. Oh, okay. What could he do in this unfamiliar territory? Where's a gorge when you need it? <laughs> yeah, they're never they're they're never they're, they're never there conveniently. He yowls out to climb the trees, and he's looking for one to climb, but they all seem to have smooth trunks with no low-hanging branches, and he can't stop to search. He needs to keep running. His paws are burning. He can't keep up his pace much longer. Up here, quick, a voice hissed. Oh. Brambleclaw halts by a tree covered in ivy, and eyes gleam down at him. With a terrified yowl, he launches himself up, and the dog's teeth snap below him as the ivy gives way. He finds a stronger clump of it and hauled himself upward. 
Squirrelpaw shoots past the dog and up the tree, past Brambleclaw to crouch, shivering on a branch. And Stormfur and Tawnypelt are on a branch above them. Crowpaw scrambled up the other side of the tree to join them. Feathertail, gasped Brambleclaw. Where's Feathertail? The dog is on its hind legs, tearing at the I-beam, snarling. Feathertail is crouching in the briars just behind the dog. If she ran, the dog would cut her off. But how long would it be before he scented her? Fox dung, I've had enough of this, Crowpaw spat. Okay. He threw himself down, <sighs> narrowly missing the dog as he landed behind it. The dog spun and gave chase. I thought he was gonna, I thought he was gonna, like, go claws out at the dog's face. But this is, okay. No. Just running. Yeah. And while it's distracted, Feathertail bolted up the tree. Brambleclaw yells for Crowpaw. And you can hear the dog crashing around in the undergrowth. The two leg shouts are getting closer. Crowpaw reappeared, running for the tree with the dog at his paws. He leapt and dug his claws into the ivy. The two leg comes to capture the dog on a lead and drags it away. Thank you, Crowpaw, Feathertail gasped. That was very you lucky my life. that Crowpaw didn't just get absolutely murdered. But yes, he did save yeah. your life. That good. Good job, Crowpaw. High five, Crowpaw. Brambleclaw agrees and tells him, well done. Crowpaw got himself on the branch beside Brambleclaw and Squirrelpaw. Big brute, he muttered, looking embarrassed. Oh! <laughs> he can't! <laughs> oh my god! What? He's, Baby. he's, uh, I can't say it right, but he's, he's Sundere. Uh, you know, that, that he's, he, he, he's all tough and mean, and he's like, well, I would, I don't like you anyway, yeah. but as soon as everyone's like, wow, you did such a good job, we like you, he's like, I mean, it's not like I did anything special or anything. <laughs> what a little cutie. I, 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 <laughs> he's very much any teen boy. Yeah. Feathertail's eyes were wide. She whispered that it would have caught her for sure if he hadn't come to help her. Brambleclaw's fear ebbs as he remembers the voice that had called up to him. It hadn't been one of the clan cats. And he looks up to see a pair of gleaming eyes above them. Oh, that was real? And okay. An unfamiliar cat. Oh my god, is your name Midnight? He's an old, plump, <gasps> tabby Tom who looked like he'd never bothered to groom himself. You're old and unkempt. We, we've we never had anything but good luck from old, unkempt people. Is your name Midnight? He's slow to join the six journeying cats. I don't blame him. Well, he rasped. Oh. You're a fine bunch and no mistake. Okay. <laughs> Asks if they know that that dog runs loose every day around sunrise. Oh, Tawny Pelt asks how they would possibly know that. <laughs> They've never been here ah! before. <laughs> well, he said there's no need to get snippy. <laughs> They'll know for next time. Yeah. Stormfur says that they're just passing through. Brambleclaw thanks him for helping them. But Tabby ignores this. <laughs> Just passing through, eh? He says he bet they've got a story to tell. He'd like them to stay and share it with him. He gets ready to jump down. What's your name? Asks if the dog came back. But Tabby tells her that it won't. The old Tabby scrambled down and asks if they're coming. The warriors join him below the tree. Stormfur asks if the tabby is a kitty pet. Kitty pet? Living with two legs? Squirrelpaw clarifies impatiently. Two legs? Yeah. <laughs> this is their first time experiencing another culture. Yeah, well, they're not doing a good job of it. I mean, not like they know literally anything different, but... Oh, let's go, Crowpaw says. There are bees in his brain, so they won't get any sense out of him. Well, okay, Crowpaw, you just took two steps forward and then, like, four steps back, dude. Like, 
the old tabby asks who he's calling senseless young fella. <coughs> Brambleclaw apologizes for Crowpaw. He had shown amazing courage, but he was still annoying. Brambleclaw explains two legs, like like the one that came to get the dog. The old cat calls them upwalkers. Oh, cool. They walk upright. Upwalkers. That sounds, for some reason, that sounds ruder. <laughs> get out of my way, you upwalker. Okay. He used to live with one once, but doesn't anymore. Crowpaw says that they need to hunt. Young cats, the tabby muttered, always dashing off. <laughs> he says there's no need to catch their own squeakers in these parts. <laughs> Not if they know where to go. I love Crowpaw him! Says, Can we keep him? Guys, ask him his name. Be polite. Squirrelpaw says, well, we don't know where to go. Feathertail asks if he'll tell them. They are strangers who have traveled a long way and are very hungry. Her gentle tone and pleading eyes seem to win him over. He says he might show him. Stormfur says that would be very kind of him. Six of you, the old cat said. That's a lot to feed. And he asks who they are and why they don't have their own upwalkers. We ate them. Brambleclaw <laughs> says we're warriors. And he introduces them all. He asks if the old cat would tell them his name. Name? He doesn't reckon he has one. But like... Upwalkers feed him, though he doesn't stay with any of them. They call him all different names. A cat can't be expected to remember them all. What one do you like being called? Squirrelpaw insists that he must have had one to start with. Feathertail asks what the upwalker he lived with called him. The old cat says that was a very long time ago. He says he's caught more squeakers in that den than they've seen in their lives. <laughs> Ponypelt asks why he's left if it was so good. I like that he talks in riddles. <laughs> Her twitching tail told Brambleclaw that her patience was running thin. The old cat said his upwalker died, and after more came and set up traps for him, but he was too cunning. But what is your name? <laughs> Squirrelpaw hissed through clenched teeth. Name. Oh yes, his name. Purdy. He called me Purdy. her nose with his tail and says they'll call him Purdy. Yeah. And he gets up to lead them to food. Brambleclaw asks if they should trust him. Yes! Crowpaw says no, he's a kitty pet. Yes, his name's Purdy. agrees with Crowpaw. Hmm? We should, his name's Purdy. Feathertail says they're all so hungry and don't know these woods. It wouldn't do them any harm. Squirrelpaw adds that she is starving. <laughs> Stormfur says they could use some help. He's not keen on it, but if they stay alert, Brambleclaw decides that they'll risk it. They catch up to Purdy, who doesn't lead them to a good spot to hunt, rather a strip of two-leg nests. Hey, Crowpaw says, where's he taking us? 
He's not going into a two-legged nest. Brambleclaw halts. He calls for Purdy to wait and tells him that warriors don't go into upwalker dens. Purdy doesn't flinch. Touchy, ain't he? The old Tom says. And he tells them to follow him. There will be no upwalkers around. Wait, let me try that again. He tells them to follow him. There will be no upwalkers around yet, and the food is in the garden. Brambleclaw looked at the others. Stormfur says they should give it a try. They do need food. Yes, let's just get on, Tawny Pelt muttered. Feathertail nodded eagerly, and Squirrelpaw gave a little excited bounce. They go to join Purdy. Even Crowpaw, but his gaze is at the ground. Feathertail murmurs in Brambleclaw's ear that she told Crowpaw about her saltwater dream. <laughs> no! Oh! We told you that would happen! He seemed like he was in good spirits when they woke up, that, you know, before the whole dog That thing. is fair, and... But now she thinks... <laughs> that's... But now she thinks he's upset. <sighs> Rambleclaw says he'll have to get over it. He's running low on patience and doesn't have time to worry about Crowpaw's wounded pride. All the moods and all the all these teens we brought along are the most like <laughs> teen problems. Yeah. Purdy leads them through a gap in the fence to a garden, then up to a pool of water edged with stone. Inside are golden fish. Someone's koi pond is about to be you know destroyed. <laughs> like, we can dream that that's like a goldfish, but that is someone's expensive koi pond. Oh, someone's expensive koi pond for sure. Stormfur says he's never seen anything like it. Purdy says they're good eating. Squirrelpaw says she wants to try and dabs at the water. Stormfur tells him, not like that. He and Feathertail will show Oh, them. yeah. Because we fish. Yeah. The Riverbrain cats are poised by the edge of the pool. Feathertail flashes out a paw and hooks a golden fish, sending it into the air into the ground. Squirrelpaw pounces on it and bites it behind the head and says, it's good. Stormfur catches a second, Feathertail a third. Brambleclaw finds that it is delicious. Man, quays are when big. How many are they going to eat? I don't think they're all that big. Yeah, I suppose. These ones don't sound too big. So maybe not super duper expensive koi, but they ain't cheap. Uh, when Stormfur hooks out a fourth, he beckons Crowpaw over and tells him it's okay. Crowpaw says they should be on their way. He didn't think the journey would take so long. He wouldn't have come. He's missing out on training. <laughs> Stormfur says he reckons Crowpaw's getting some pretty good training here. Feathertail invites Crowpaw to come sit with her. She'll teach him how to catch them. Squirrelpaw says she wants to learn too. Crowpaw sits beside Feathertail and she instructs him. He flashes out a paw, hooks a fish, but it falls back in the water, splattering him. Squirrelpaw laughs, and Brambleclaw gives her a glare. Feathertail assures him that it's great for your first try, and urges him to try again. Crowpaw had backed away from the pool. He asks, what sort of water is this? It's salty. No, it's not, Stormfur says. A two-leg yell interrupted them as it crashed out the door and he hurls something at the cat. Uh-oh, says Purdy. It's time to go. <laughs> Purdy! And I think that's a good place for today. I love it. He's like, I'm not going to warn them at all. They'll just have to learn. No. Nope. Oh Yikes. my god, that's so funny. Alright. Alright, folks. Thank you so much, everyone, for listening. Um... 
If you want to keep in contact with us, you can follow us on Instagram or Twitter. Our handle is WCWITCast. Uh, both of those are no spoiler zone, please, and thank you. No spoiler zone. And if you want to contact us a different way, a more direct way is our email, which is WCWITCast at gmail.com. And if you want to help out the podcast, the best way you can do that is to share this podcast with a friend. Be like, there is a cat named Purdy in this episode, and I just love him Purdy. so much. I love him. I, I've met him for five minutes, and he's my everything now. Um, yes. And also upset dads. Like, that's <laughs> dads figuring it out. Yeah, gosh, there's some really upset dads. Yeah, and they're runaway kids. Um. And the whole of ThunderClan's leadership is now just upset dads. And also, like, really chill about their daughter having a psychic link dad. <laughs> so, oh, yeah. like, did not... He, he, like, questioned it a little bit, but, like, not that much. Um, Firestar's like, I've had weirder dreams. Yeah. <laughs> so, thank you guys so much for listening. I hope to... Thank you. S- hope to be in your ears next week. That was weird. But we'll be there. <laughs> because I'm Ember Heart. And I'm Tangle Tongue. And this has been Warrior Cats. What is that?